It's strange to think about Easter this year compared to Easter last year. Easter last year, churches were completely shut down. Many of church services were just online. Many families did not get together. This year, we are still in the pandemic, and yet it looks completely and totally different as people are being cautious, wearing masks, doing as much as they can while still being safe. Can you believe it's been a year since COVID-19 has started? And it's been interesting to see how COVID-19 has affected our culture and our mindsets today. Uh, in mental health, we are coping with something that we call a parallel pandemic, the pandemic that we are seeing in mental health, as well as the obvious COVID-19 pandemic. And the topic that we wanna talk about today is one year later, how do we cope and check in and make sure that we are still being healthy spiritually and emotionally? Welcome to What Up? We are happy to be here today. My name is Joy Lyle. I am a licensed mental health professional. Um, and we are here to help you gain spiritual guidance over your social, spiritual, and emotional life. So I will kick it over to my dear old dad to introduce himself and get us rolling. We are uh, down in Danforth, Illinois. I am, of course, a small church pastor. have been for almost 27, 28 years here in one church. And as our title says, and as my daughter Joy brought out, it's COVID one year later, and we're doing a checkup of spiritual and mental health. And Joy, you are so right about a year makes a big difference. Uh, last year, um, church was empty. I was preaching to a webcam. Um, your brother Thomas came in and did some music. Of course, there was nobody singing in the church because it was all online. And this year we had 57 in church, which is a nice number during COVID. And we had music and we had people wearing masks and yet being safe. But it turned out to be a beautiful Easter Sunday, considering everything. Um, and, and I know when I was thinking about COVID one year later, I still have concerns about continual isolation. Mm -hmm. you know, uh, that we're experiencing. I, I'm always mindful of, you know, Genesis 2.18, the Lord said, it's not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. And we're created to be communal. So we're still experiencing some feelings of isolation, some feelings of helplessness, waiting to see how the vaccines will kick in, how all that will fit together. And it's, it's still, the phrase that's in my mind, Joy, it's still a time of great learning, uncertainty, trying to head towards certainty as we try to be communal and connect in with one another. So how, how have you been experiencing that sense of isolation versus communal as, as, uh, you know, as a counselor working with people? So first of all, I think it's very important to highlight that people need to continue to be safe. By no means are we saying rush out and have big parties and do big things. No, the pandemic is still real. The rates are still growing. And where I live up in Muskegon County, Michigan, our rates are growing at an alarmingly fast rate. And so I think it's important to acknowledge that the pandemic is still a thing and we have to continue to be safe. That being said, the isolation is having a huge impact on people. Um, the biggest demographic I personally in my work see it having an impact on is those children and teens. Um, and I've heard some of the research kind of say that 
all of us who are my generation, the millennials and above, have seen national tragedies before. For my generation, it was 9-11. And we've seen the country recover. And those children and adolescents have not experienced that. And so to them, they don't know what it's like to have a new normal. Um, and they don't know what it will be like to see a recovery. And so it's just having a huge impact on them. And um, my phone is ringing off the hook because I'm a teen and children's specialist. Um, and we're just seeing a lot of really negative effects of them not knowing how long this isolation is going to last for. Um, and so in my opinion, part of the key of it is finding a way to be in community while still being safe. Um, and that, that can be a challenge. And so dad, I'm curious as to how you're addressing that in church life, keeping the social distance and keeping safe while still having people be a part of the community. I think a lot of it's been tied to the social platforms. I've been more aware of sending out texts, messages through Facebook, um, the Snapchat, because I work with a lot of teenagers myself. Um, and so we've been aware of that part of the connection because it's the isolation that's really, I think, starting to get fatiguing on people. Um, mm -hmm. We've been as a church and church leadership wanting to kick over more stuff. Uh, churches in the area, a couple of them actually did Easter breakfast is joy, which made me a little nervous. And I'm like, we all know we can't quite go to that connection yet as a church. And so we work through keeping connection. Usually when we do church, even right now, we still have a high percentage of mask wearers. They're still overall keeping social distancing, but we're also having, um, you grew up in Danforth Church, you know they love to talk, you know they love to get out, and they don't leave church when church is over. That's what's unique about Danforth, has been for years, which is what I love. And they're staying around with one another, but they're still keeping the masks on. They're still working through um, doing that type of um, prevention with COVID. Um, and, and it's sort of a scary thing in terms of wanting to make that connection, wanting to say we can end this isolation to wanting to be communal and being connected together. And when we worship, I think that that, from a mental health viewpoint, I think joy worshiping together helps attack that issue of I'm feeling alone. I, I, I you know, it, it helps in saying I'm not isolated. Um, how, how do you feel as I say stuff like this, Joy? You know, first of all, once again, want to emphasize, I feel as if it's important to be careful yeah. in the face of everything going on. Right. Um, it's not a good, in my personal opinion, it is not a good witness to Christ's name if his church is the one who has COVID outbreaks, right? That is not the witness that we want to have to our community. Um, but at the same time, yeah, the communal aspect of worship is so important and making sure that people feel heard and supported and not isolated um, is so, so important, both for spiritual and for mental health, right? And, and I think, Joy, the, the question that I ask is how can we enable people from a spiritual side, from the spiritual health side, mm -hmm. 
I mean, since what up is all about maintaining a mental and spiritual health, when we look over that, you know, that vision of, of what up, I, I've asked the question all through this for at least a year of how do you maintain that sense of internal joy? You know, how do you bring to life, you know, Psalm 28, six through seven, praise to the praise be to the Lord, for he has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy. And with my song, I praise him. I've always asked and have been asking through all of COVID-19 is how do we show people that sense of internal joy, you know, and, and part of it is, you know, we've been online now worshiping a healthy year. We've had a lot of learning of how to do online ministry. Um, I'm thankful to your husband who showed me a couple of twic tricks with OBS just recently that have helped quite a bit. So when, at least when we're worshiping together and I like to do it live, I don't like to pre-record a lot of churches are pre-recording and to me that's not good in the light of then people can't acknowledge each other when they're worshiping on the facebook timeline and so at least this way they can say hey good morning crew and they start realizing they're part of a group um, that's why i prefer the live worship over a pre-recorded worship um, and so i just sort of try to bring in that sense of community, be it online or in the building within the standards of safety that, you know, you're talking about joy. I'm also spent some time, quite a bit of time and being an old reformer. Um, we talk a lot about guilt, grace, and gratitude in the breakdown of the faith. Those are like the rudiments, the structure of the faith. And so I've spent a lot of time, which is going to sound weird, asking people, what are you thankful for? even during COVID, what, what's that thing? So you change it from poor me to how God is moving in the, in COVID and how God is uh, caring for you and, and try to bring out that sense of praise and excitement. So. Yeah. One thing that I would say to be careful of, um, this has been my personal pet peeve for the past six months or so. There is such a thing as toxic positivity. And I think we need to be careful. I think in the time of COVID, it's natural to mourn and to mourn the losses of family holidays and music festivals and time spent with loved ones and hobbies. Um, you know, it says in Ecclesiastes, there's a time to mourn and a time to dance. I brought this up in house church a few weeks ago and someone was like, I thought that was only a song. So you know, a little bit of Bible education here. Um, it's okay to mourn. It's okay to mourn the losses that we are experiencing because of COVID. It's okay to be sad and to acknowledge our sadness, but we have to find a way to be grateful in the sadness as well, right? Um, sometimes I compare it to a tightrope that we're walking on. You have to balance allowing yourself to feel the feelings because yeah, there are parts about this that suck. And if you don't acknowledge that, then the suck is just gonna get pushed down and then eat you alive. But also realizing that there's some good things that are coming out of this too. Like increased communication and increased church viability, like the online church and how that has expanded the gospel to different places. Those are all good things that have happened because of COVID. And dad, I'm sure you know more about that than I do. I, I, I've been amazed on how 
the online ministry has touched people, you know, for us as a small church, it's been like all over the place that across the United States that people have acknowledged, we're so glad you're online. We're so glad we get to, you know, experience, you know, for many of them, this was their home church and they've moved away. And now it's like a taste of home that's giving them strength um, to continue on with COVID, you know? And so, yeah, the online ministry in particular has been really um, well-received and I'm thankful for it. And the way that we've been able to take care of people across the United States from East Central Illinois is amazing. It's sort of like, you know, like you were sneaking with your computer to plug in the charger joy, you know, it's sort of like getting that charge, you know, sort of sneaking in and plugging it in and, and you're finding your home church that you left years ago. And all of a sudden you're plugging back in to get your batteries charged from a taste of home. So I, I think there has been a lot of um, connectivity that has been a blessing. And, and I get what you're saying about the balance of, you know, the toxic positivity that, you know, because I'm not saying don't ignore your emotions of sadness that you have lost these things. But what I am saying is don't spend so much time on sadness that it brings you so far down that you don't look at the other side and say, but wait a minute, you know, I've been able to communicate more with my family. Wait a minute. I've been able to worship in ways I never thought possible. You know, I, I think like all things of life, Joy, and when you read through Ecclesiastes 3, which is what you're talking about there, it says a time to dance, a time to mourn, a time to tear down, a time to build up. And at the end of that section, it says, and God makes everything beautiful in its time. When, when you're looking through that Ecclesiastes 3 text, it's acknowledging the downers, but it's also acknowledging the positive and, and leaning in on the presence of God uh, in that process. And as we do that, um, there is this inner sense of joy that I'm not alone. I'm not in, because that, that's one of the things that I've been asking myself is how do you maintain that bounce between joy and happiness and sadness and sorrow and, and trying to find that place, that sweet spot that you can acknowledge both. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, first of all, we're real professional over here with our chargers and our phones, but that's okay. <laughs> welcome to us. Welcome um, to online. <laughs> welcome to us. Um, I think one of the biggest weaknesses of the church that I sometimes see is a hesitation to acknowledge the suckiness, the trying to make everything okay by, by not acknowledging the pain that they feel. And I've had several clients in my experience who that's been very, very harmful for, um, who have been in some real legitimate pain and whose pain, they go to church to find healing and I'm fine, just pray through it and God will use it to make you better. Right. Uh, which is not what people need to hear. Sometimes it's okay to legitimately, I like to say that the four most powerful words in the English language are that sucks, I'm sorry. Because I think sometimes we need to acknowledge that. So as a church and as spiritually and emotionally healthy people, once again, that balance is just so, so important. And we highly encourage you to, to find it for yourself, right? Find the places where you can be thankful and allow yourself to mourn the places that need to mourn and, and find that balance. 
And I guess, Joy, what I'm hearing is I'm thinking about closing this off in spite of phones and chargers going on. Hello. Um, some, some of the things I'm hearing us uh, say corporately is you're on a tightrope. And on that tightrope, you have as many good things as bad things. And the truth of the matter is, as you're walking a tightrope, be honest with yourself that you might need to spend some time acknowledging the sadness and not ignoring it and working through it with someone as much as you need to say, the Lord is here and he's going to give me strength to get through it. I mean, because I, what I'm sensing in some ways is you and I have a dichotomy going on. Yours is be real. Mine is praise the Lord and acknowledge you need to be together with God's people. And, and it's sort of like they're two... Um, they're coming together, but they're almost opposing each other. Father versus daughter. Oh, ring. yeah, we're in the ring, ready to go. <laughs> no, but I think the honest truth is that God meets us in our sadness, right? Like, we serve a God who knows what it's like to mourn and to be in pain and to be sad. And so I think, yes, definitely we need to thank God and be joyful and be in community, but God will meet us in the morning, too. He uses the morning to better us. I think we can agree on that point because I'm thinking about James Wan, you know, consider pure joy when you face trials of many kind because in perseverance, it'll bring you to hope. Mm. You know, there's that, that taste of, of acknowledge the trial, let God use that trial to help you become a better person in Christ. You know, um, and, and I think, you know, when we look at action plans, I think that's one of the things that really comes to mind because I think we've started the habit of action plans now at the end of What Up. Acknowledge your sorrow. Don't be afraid of it. And I think that's really what you're saying, Joy, from a spiritual viewpoint. I'm not saying not to ignore your sorrow, but what I'm saying is let God use that sorrow to bring you to internal joy, internal joy. Use that sorrow to bring you into the presence of other people who are struggling like like you are, so you don't feel isolated and you're part of a communal uh, group, you know, dealing with it. And, and hopefully that gives you a sense of, you know, a, a contentment of internal joy that you're acknowledging you're not alone. Yeah. And if you need help and if you need more serious guidance, reach out to a therapist. There's no shame in that. There's no shame in going to therapy. There's no shame in getting help. And just finding someone to process what's going on with, um, that is 100% healthy and okay. And, and I think the key word you use there is process, because um, I've been doing some life coaching here, and a lot of what I do as a life coach is just process with the person. What are you experiencing? What are your plans in place? How are you um, dealing with the issues of life? Do you have a good plan in place that's helping you? You know, um, and, and so, yeah, I think, you know, COVID one year later, we all want to start saying we're back to normal when we're not. And we do have to practice the preventions and the safety. I know Michigan's going up quite a bit. Illinois, not as bad, but we are up. Um, I, I think we need to be aware of that. Um, I agree with you of stating that aggressively. Um, but the flip of this all is, you know, we at What Up are hoping that you keep connecting in with those things that give you strength, be it a therapist, to a minister, to church, 
to family, stay connected, keep processing so that you can stay stable with your mental health and spiritual health. And stay connected to us through our Facebook page by liking and by continuing to follow our videos. We consider all of you to be a part of our community and we want to lift you up however we can. So feel free to reach out, comment, send us a message um, and, and let us know how we can be praying and lifting you as our community up as well. I agree. Plus, add to that, if you are blessed by this, please share it. Uh, the more sharing, the better, because that means we're helping more people, which is what Joy and I want to do. So until we meet again, I am Pastor Don McDonald signing off from What Up, and you are? Joy Lyle, thank you for being with us today. And we're going to say bye. bye. We'll see you again. Take care, everybody.